Mom. Hey. Hello. Does anyone like that song? That's yeah, fun. Have you ever seen the real, like, the real episode of Sesame Street? And he starts, like, jazzing out. And then the two girls that were going, you know, they look at him like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he goes back to, like, he gets embarrassed. I haven't seen it. Oh, well, then you don't know it. You were too, I know the song. I know, I know this. I didn't know. Yeah, but you don't know this. You don't know the real thing behind it you just know the pop culturized version that you're railing against because it's too known <laughs> i mean i was just trying to make a noise and you were spot on with inserting that noise into that song and then that made me feel like a piece of trash so uh, now i'm rebelling against that song it's sad that it makes you feel like a piece of trash well, because- i didn't like that i didn't know where it came from so uh, look, the fact that you told me it came from Sesame Street, it softens my stance on it a bit. Okay. It might have been from the 80s, but I think it's, you know, it's like when Sesame Street was still start what it started out to be, which was like. Yeah, back when Saturday Night Live was cool. No, but for real. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the difference, the shiny, crisp, clean Sesame Street that is happening, it's like all polished and pretty like the set is a lot Why? that's reflective of the times gentrification came in and cleaned up sesame street the original set which was unheard of for the time was movie quality it's an artificial but lifelike patina of urban decay it was all over yeah and then the set today lacks the signs of use wear and damage that uh that cities still show maybe it's in tokyo Maybe Sesame Street has been transplanted to Tokyo, where everything does look like that. I guess. Where it's as clean as could be. It sucks because what they've done, it used to just be, this is the reality of kids' lives living in a city. You know, it isn't always pretty. Things are old. Look at these things they're doing and these friendships that they have with, you know, Gordon and whoever that live there. (laughs) Instead of it just existing the way that kids exist. I think that's the big thing is making a point of it. If you just show yeah. things right. as being, it's like, all right, that's just the way it is. It doesn't need to be. Because the moment you say, look, and you make a point of it, it plants a seed. And then uh, at some point, the kid questions, why is this something that's being forced on me anyway? Is it, right. is it different to begin with? Right. Kids will just accept it. Like, oh, I don't know. That's, they don't think about Absolutely. it past that. I, I feel like it's like if anytime Ellie is playing with a kid of a different race, if I was like, good for you, Elliot, like <laughs> you're doing such a good job being, you know, friends with all types of different people. Then all of a sudden it's in her head. Like, am I doing something right by doing this and not doing that is wrong? It was it was jarring for me. I remember because one of my first friends, his parents are from Ethiopia, you know, so he's black and we were just kids in preschool. And like the first time it came to light that some people were nasty to him because he was black. Like that was jarring and I didn't understand that. So I guess there's teaching that needs to happen because this does still exist. Yeah. It's gross. Well, you know what's gross? What? The old big bird. Oh, uh, yeah. How did he look before? He looked disheveled. The, the shined up big bird has been that way Basically since the beginning. In the very beginning, he wasn't like that. In the very, very beginning. That's what I'm talking about. The very, very, very beginning Big Bird. pilot. Where his his head is the size of a peanut and his beak stretches out for six feet. 
It was the proportions were off. I think that's yeah. going on. He really was a bird brain then. There's like no room in that head for a brain. Can I do it now? Yeah, that's your cue. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. This is actually the first time we've played the theme live. Usually we just start the show and then I add it in and post. And I like th- that you played it live. It feels nice. And it threw you off, though. You didn't even know when your cue to come in was. Well, I, I did know when, but I didn't know if I was supposed... I was. I thought maybe... I was worried that we were going to do like a reverse of what you just said, which is like, play it, and then we'll add other, our stuff on top of it later, but it's not. <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> do you want to do it again? Well, let's see. Here's... The, when you come in, it's pretty simple. Let's see if oh, you... Oh, I know when to come in. Let's try it again. Yeah, all right. Welcome to One Topic. No, 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 that's too soon. That's too, too what soon? Do you, yeah, that's too soon. You All were, right, let's go. I'll wait. All right, let's go. I got it. Welcome to One Topic. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, I could hear you breathe. <laughs> and and you're, you're just a hair too early. Too early. Okay. One more time. Welcome to One <laughs> no, Topic. No, now you're too late. Ready? Too late. All right, let me. All right, I'll split the difference. Then let me set it up for you. All right, I'll okay. give you one more chance, and then I'm gonna. All right. Too, Welcome to one no, topic. Too, too late. Too late. <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't mean to clear my throat on mic. Usually, I'm good at muting, but my my hands are busy with the fader yeah. and the button for this, and I just cleared. That's a very unprofessional. Welcome to One Topic, where we too stick late, too late. Start to One Topic. No, I, I put it together every week. <laughs> I know where it goes. This is your Let last. me tell you where I want it to go. Can I just, can I do it okay, where I want it to go? Okay, you can do it. That's not going to change. Right, where I feel like it really should go. Because if you start doing that, then it's going to go back to the old model. We can't just change it up 180 episodes in. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to One Topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. That's that's too soon for you. I think that's too soon. Yeah. I like to establish a bit. Okay, I like that. I don't mind that. Right there. Welcome to what? No, you were right. You're on. I was on gonna it. do it. That's awesome. But I was li- listening. I I know. I I understand your mm-hmm. instinct in starting it early. That's not wrong. And I don't. I want you to know that I don't think it's wrong. I think. At I, this I don't point, think that you think it's wrong. It was just it's established. Different. This has been established, and that's what I'm going off of. And Got maybe it. if we were to start this over. I'd say, yeah, that's a good spot for it. How about you point at me when you want me to start it? Oh, you were actually waiting for me to point. I thought you had yeah. it. Okay, last time. Here it we go. It doesn't feel natural where you want it, but it's fine. It's, I'm sure it sounds It sounds. That's natural. very natural. Yeah, yeah. Just it doesn't feel natural. Tell me when. So this that's, that's the setup. Yeah. And then this establishes, welcome to one topic where we stick. To one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. And my name is Greg Russ. And this week's topic, usually that's where I take it and I start to introduce the topic. Oh yeah, I knew that. No, I didn't think you were going with that. Oh, should I have done it? Because I was Greg Russ? All right, whatever. You've watched uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit the other day with your kids. Yeah. That's what happened. Ugh, you showed so You showed it. Good. You showed it to the kids. Ellie got into it. Pete got bored. 
Well, he gets a little scared. And he got scared and he ran away. Yeah. And it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of, you know, <laughs> even Ellie didn't boring. understand totally. She was like, why is that person dead? Why, why, who, why, why? And it is hard to follow. Like, even as a little kid, I don't, as a kid, when did it come out? Um, I remember I had a Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Who Framed Rob, <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit lunchbox. I remember being at the Kroger, getting the lunchbox before school started back. And uh, I got that lunchbox and I thought it was awesome. 88. Perfect. So you were younger than Ellie. You watched it in the theater. I did see it in the theater. And you probably got all of it. You, you picked up on every nuance, every joke. You followed Maybe the plot. not every joke. Booby trap. You were turned on by Jessica Rabbit, which is. I did a- look at both. Of, I did. I did try and watch both of them when that part was on <laughs> to see. What were you looking for? I don't know. Just their reaction. Oh, you're watching like, the kept, kids. Yeah, I was watching the kids. See, like, what, what do you, what do you, what's your little brain think of this? And what happened? What did you see? What did you document? Pete went, Pete went, <sighs> and Ellie was just watching. All right. So you, you watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, I was excited to see Christopher Lloyd. Obviously I knew he was in it, but I don't know. I was just watching it as an adult and thinking about Christopher Lloyd and I just was thinking, I wish I knew more about Christopher Lloyd. There's a lot of char- There's a lot of people that we know, a lot of celebrities that we know a lot about, a lot of actors and things. And he's just from that class of actors that we just don't know anything about. Like we know some, we know the movies, not every movie, but we know a lot of the movies. A shitload of movies. I was looking shitload. at his filmography and television yeah. and theater. Like this guy has been in a lot. And it makes sense that he started in theater. Yeah, of course it does. Christopher Lloyd is one of my favorites. I had a scream yeah. name back in the AIM days. Uh, it was Christopher Lyod because somebody already had Christopher Lloyd. So I had How do you spell Lyod? L-L-Y-O-D instead of L-L-O-Y-D as oh. it's properly spelled. <laughs> Lyod. Christopher Lyod. Maybe if it was the double L like in Spanish, it would just be like Yod. I think one of the things obviously is Back to the Future, but it's strange I liked Back to the Future. That's what put Christopher Lloyd on the radar for me. But the thing mm-hmm. that cemented it, and I'm somewhat embarrassed to say, it was that Dennis the Menace movie. <gasps> I love him in that Dennis the Menace movie. Because he's amazing and he brings everything to that movie. Some actors you could see phoning it in. Like, what the fuck? A Dennis the Menace movie. Which I, I think you should bring your all. If you're going to sign on to a movie, no matter what it is, you had the choice. Nobody forced you to be there. You should do as best as you can and, yeah. and not half-ass it. And it was the first time, I think, in any actor, for whatever reason, I noticed and, and I took note of just the small things he was doing that made that part even better, even like facial expressions and things he mm-hmm. would do subtly with his eyes. Um, they really, it, I don't want to see, I would say I was blown away because it, it didn't hit me that hard and that would be quite the exaggeration but uh i i noticed it and i thought it was cool and right like it was significant for you yeah it's like oh wow act because before i don't know what i thought in my head that acting was like macaulay culkin just acting on screen like a stupid spoiled brat like if i would think about being an actor especially i guess because i was young and around the age of macaulay culkin uh it's like yeah i would just go on and i'd just be myself and i deliver the lines and i'd be a little smart ass 
And yeah. the art of it never registered in my brain until uh, I don't even know the I don't even know the name of the character. I should have looked that up. In, Did he uh, have a name? Yeah, just the hobo man who came yeah, to just town. The traveler. <laughs> what you eating there, sport? Uh, apple. I, that scene in itself, and the way he stabs the apple with a uh-huh. switchblade, and when he takes a bite of it, and the look on his face. It's real juicy, and he looks at the kid like, it's good. <laughs> I, I like that he just came to town to cause trouble, and Dennis the Menace. And it's just moseying through town, looking the way he looks. <laughs> I mean, I guess like you... No, no, no attempt at subterfuge. <laughs> I guess you had Walter Matthau in that movie, Matthau. Yeah, and Lily Tomlin. Yeah, so there was a decent uh, Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Who's Lily Tom? Oh, Lily Tomlin is not the right one. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, her. Whatever. Let's see. What was his character's name in this? Uh, it, right she now, was it's hot just, in that movie. I felt like she was sexy. Leah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess she's sexy. She wasn't. Not sexy. Yeah. It just never you just struck me. Think of me. her as Marty McFly's mom. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Even though she was young at that point, I think of her as the old mm-hmm. mom. There was so much with influence the big, with the big chest plate in Las Vegas. <laughs> it was still, it was still Hill Valley. Oh, okay. It was just, he had opened a casino because he owned the town. Oh, it was. I don't know why. Yeah, I Biff. didn't, I didn't get into the, that's number two. That's number two. Yeah. I was really, I was more into really the third, the, the Western one. I liked that one the most. All right, just going back quickly. We'll get to the okay. Back to the Future. Switchblade Sam was his name and Dennis the Menace. I don't think it's said at all in the film. Okay. It did, but I mean, I, he did have a Switchblade. He was credited as Switchblade Sam. And I would <laughs> watch that movie sort of, yeah. over and over for that performance. It's interesting, like we talked about <clears throat> in our early episode of, you know, the Home Alone movies, where a movie like this is sort of slapsticky. Um, it's it, it's got a ton of kids in it. Uh, it's for kids. I mean, there was an appeal to an older audience, I guess, because Dennis the Menace has been around forever. But it was for kids with the idea that oh, parents are also familiar with this character, so they'll they'll be more inclined to see it. Sure, but I just feel like um, the way that the movie, I guess, was acted or executed by you know, either editors or the director or the screenplay or something. I I can't put my finger on what makes a movie like Dennis the Menace still really good uh, versus something like Home Alone 3. You know, you know, because we and you were already going down that path. I thought when you when you set this up, we were talking about the acting that goes into it. Uh, notably by the adult supporting cast who commit yeah. themselves fully to the role. But even in Dennis the Menace, th- oh no, it's Baby's Day Out. Okay, in Baby's Day Out, right? Like that has um, Cynthia Nixon. And she's a great actress. And it has that other guy. Um, uh, he was in, um, oh my God. He was in that movie with Brendan Fraser and... Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler where they play like the the band that's trying to get their song on the air and the DJ is a jerk but then oh it has 
You've, Michael Mike, Michael McKean in it. You've completely lost me. I don't, I don't even know. Airheads. I don't know Baby's Day Out either. Well, what I mean is that it's like it has. There are really bad, stupid movies that have good actors in them, but it just turns into this like I don't know, like it's just stupid movie. <laughs> I can't a, I can't, like I said a, I can't put my finger on why it's. I like the idea of reading a review in print. It's just a dot, 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 stupid, drawn out with a bunch of U's. Yeah, it's stupid. Repeating vowels is stupid because, especially in the word stupid, but in general. How about O, S-T-O-O-O-O? Sure, you can do that for effect if you want. But when people draw things out and if they spelled stupid and drawn out, S-T-U-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-
the best. And even you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry, I was pulling up this scene. All right, go for it. Yeah. It just, I mean, it, so much of it's visual. It's it's kind of ridiculous to play on our podcast, but like this is him just walking up and surveying the neighborhood. The music was good too. The score the really, really good. Who's the who's the who does the score? I don't know. Look it up. All right, I'm looking it up. Please. Kid's just rocking in his rocking chair with a Superman cape on in his yard. So he's like fenced in. It's his safe space. He's got his toys. He's got his swing set. Humming to himself. And then he sees the shadow of uh, a creature standing behind him. What'd you think of being a child? That's scary. I know. So even that right there, the way uh, Christopher Lloyd looks at the kid, when the kid turns around and he he kind of uh, leans himself on the fence Shifts his weight, tilts his head, gives the kid a smile. What's she ass for? Oh, Apple. (laughs) (laughs) He's like taunting the kid with it at this point. Keeps making eye contact, cutting it with his knife. He like gives his eyebrows go up. And he just walks away, and that's the end of it. A very impactful nice. scene. Won me over, right there. That was the that was when I had my first favorite actor. I never had a favorite actor before, and I don't know if I've had one since. But Christopher Lloyd, not that I would call a favorite, still to this day, because I don't tend to have favorites of anything. It's too much of a commitment. And well, what I mean, there's and, a lot of nuance and things that come when you're older, and to say something. Yeah, it's like, also what is your favorite? Yeah, it's an emotional investment, also, and if if you say you have a favorite, someone else is going to not like that and it's going to be their least yeah. favorite and then they're going to shit on it and that feels like an attack because like, hey, this I invested myself emotionally so it's best to just avoid altogether. Wow, okay, so the guy uh, that composed it, his name's Jerry Goldsmith, um, he did a ton of uh, Star Trek stuff. All right, so he's won you over, you're in. <laughs> well, he also did um, the new seasons of Picard, Ooh, we did Nemesis, which is a bad movie. Well, look, he's there. He's he's their guy. So yeah. is the music bad? Do you watch these shows and think the music's bad? Uh oh, he did How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the two thousand version. Does that mean that's the yucky Grinch? That's the Jim Carrey Grinch? Yeah, I think it's the one you hate. Ew! Now I don't know what to think. Again, he's just the guy who does the music. Yeah, he is did the Star music, Trek Insurrection. Is the music good? He's not. He's, he has nothing to do with the script or True. the acting. He did IQ. I loved IQ. All right, so he's back in. So this guy, he, he did he, a bunch of next gen episodes. He's had Gremlins a lo- too. He's had a long career, a uh, successful career. He's just not Interface. well known. He's not well known. He's not uh, your Williams. Rambo: First Blood Part Two or Sylvester. <laughs> what a stupid name! First Blood Part Two. Second time around. <laughs> Well, I thought they just changed at that point to Rambo. The first one was called Rambo First Blood or First Blood. And I don't even know if it Rambo oh, was so in then the this title. Is the second First Blood. Yeah. But then at some point it just became Rambo. Yeah. Rambo three. Yeah. The first one, the first one didn't even have Rambo in the title. It was just First Blood. 
Anyway, now we're off track. I would like to talk more about Christopher Lyod because too. he inspired an AIM name for me. I only had three different AOL slash AIM screen names in my life. One was HBK21. That's the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh. Uh, I think I I'm like, cute. What's HBK stand for? I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks that drive the girls wild. Uh, the other one was Christopher. Was that your away message? <laughs> no, that one. That was... Shawn Michaels theme. Do you not know Shawn Michaels theme song? I don't think so. All right. Let's see if I can find this. Does Christopher Lloyd have anything to do with it? <laughs> no, but this is, well, I mean, this is tying in. This is. Yeah. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. The drives are cool. While I've got the mood. That really move I said chill. Up and down this line. Just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. Sexy boy. Doesn't that sound like it's always sunny? Yeah, it's a pretty ridiculous song, and I think that's why, <laughs> that's why it has staying power. Love that. It's just so I'm asinine. Sexy boy. I haven't used asinine in a while, I realized, and I wanted to get it out there. So thank you. I wanted to incorporate it into the show again. So I'm glad that this gave me the opportunity to do so. But yes, HBK, Shawn Michaels, I would say okay. for a time was my favorite wrestler. I don't have a favorite wrestler anymore, in case you couldn't have figured that out. Uh, and then we, we've established Christopher Lyod as mm-hmm. another screen name. And then the other one was just a bunch of random letters i just smashed the keyboard and whatever came up is what i used so i could never log out because if i did i would never remember how <laughs> you'd to... never be able to put in your username <laughs> so that was that was more that was just an aim one and i was in college by that point i think uh-huh. uh maybe i had made it before but you just kept your computers logged in in your dorm room aim was always well, I on go, i want to go back to the thing you said about Christopher Lloyd and like the the choices, the, like the little choices he made with his behavior in movies, because watching uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, he had those big teeth in to be sort of that character, right? And just the way that I was just noticing him making mouth choices to make sure that like the teeth looked a certain way when he would say things. I just thought, oh, that's smart. That's, that's good. I like that. Did you realize that he doesn't blink? No. As doctor or as D- Judge Doom, he doesn't blink at all. As a, that was something that he decided to do. Um, because it makes the character more ominous as the bad guy. Uh, right, and it sort of lets you know that, like, cartoon, he wouldn't need to blink. Yeah, that was the other half of it, was yeah. since he's, spoiler alert, actually a tune <laughs> in disguise. Uh, he, I think he's quoted as saying something along the lines of, cartoons don't need to re-wet their eyes through blinking, so... So I didn't believe <laughs> weird. I love that. I love it. I mean, so it goes a long even, way when I, when I yeah. encounter people who are, I've brought this up before I know, but in, like on the subway or on the streets, when somebody comes up and they're yelling and if they look at you and you, you happen to make eye contact and then you're stuck in that zone. Cause the best thing is always not to make eye contact and just don't give them any reason to latch on to you. But if you get to that point, you don't break eye contact and you don't blink. And it actually goes a long way. There's three times in my life, and I can't say for sure that it it kept things from escalating, but I thought, I remember thinking clearly, all right, you're here, you guys are looking at each other, don't break eye contact, don't blink. 
and the pe- person keeps yelling usually, but at some point it seems to make them uncomfortable and they break off and then they go somewhere else. Well, it's establishing intimacy. Well, the intimacy so, of eye contact and then, but then it's right. establishing something's not right. Why isn't this person blinking? Yeah. So, so interesting. For, <clears throat> maybe he's a tune that for, killed my brother. Yeah. For judge doom. I think that's a very cool choice. I can't believe in that movie that they killed that shoe. <laughs> right. They put him in the dip. I feel like in a movie, if that movie were made the exact same way now, they would have somehow saved that shoe from going in the dip. Because it's a really, it's so cute. It's like, it's like pew, 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 next to his his leg and like sort of like a cat, like sort of rubbing up against him. And then he picks him up and he's so scared but this and he's is, getting the dip. This is what we were talking about in the pre-show with Sesame Street. You don't want yeah. the, the shoe to not be put in the dip. It needed to establish that Judge Doom was a really bad guy. Yeah, so, I, so when that's you, what I'm saying. So when you water saying, it down by him not killing the shoe, then it does take away some of the tension. <laughs> yeah, but you saying they would have found a way and you seem sad yeah. like you were on board with the idea of them finding a way to save it. You no, just like it because it was... I'm always like, really, I, I guess I was, I really didn't want them to kill the shoe. They're but stakes. I'm glad, but so, really, but yeah, the reason why I felt that way was very important. They needed me to feel that way so that I would really dislike Christopher Lloyd's character. Yeah, it's hard to kill cartoons and have people care much. And that the shoe was so cute. <laughs> but so so you have to go to extremes. Uh, killing a cartoon for the most part is not going to make you weep. I guess um Pixar can do it. Oh my god, Pixar is like the master. I guess Disney of, can do it because they yeah. kill a lot of parents and in their movies in the Lion oh, King. Oh, every single Pixar movie is Bambi. Starts off well. That's true. <clears throat> oh my God, the part with um, they don't kill Dumbo's mom, but when he, she's locked up and she sticks her trunk out and like rocks him, and all of the other animals in the circus are like hugging their babies and they're singing a baby of mine. I am a puddle on the ground because they're applying. You can put yourself in the position, even though it's an elephant. And the mom, yes, and she didn't do anything wrong. She was protecting her baby from the mean kids. It still traits that, you know, it, it still experiences and things that happen that you can insert yourself into. Like in The Lion King, my dad came to save me and then he died. That'd be sad. Yeah. You would cry. Uh, in, in Looney Tunes, you know, there are no stakes. The characters always come back. They're idiots to begin with. It's like, okay, Daffy Duck's beak's blown off again. I don't fucking care. This means war. If they really killed Daffy Duck, I wouldn't care. It wouldn't because yeah. it's too much, too many years of ridiculous service over <laughs> the time. off Daffy Duck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, eh, whatever. But then the. Does Elmer Fudd hunt for Daffy Duck? I think, I think so. No, I mean, just uh, Bugs Bunny. No, no. I think uh, Elmer Fudd does. My but, kids don't know who some of these characters are. Like there were, there were characters and little sort of jokes in who framed Roger Rabbit that they don't understand. Like they don't really know who Bugs Bunny is. I think my, I think Pete called him like that carrot rabbit once. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they know who like the Flintstones are or the Jetsons. They don't know who those. Well, those those have fallen off too. the Flintstones at least had infiltrated in other ways. Even the, the vitamins, Well, the cereal and the vitamins, they were still around. So if you didn't know, like when we were kids, it was on TV. 
You could watch yeah. the Flintstones and the Jetsons. I always preferred the Jetsons. The Flintstones was on, though, and I would watch it sometimes. And same thing with Bugs Bunny. I think he was around enough. But I, if you think about well, we, it, they yeah. just did do a Space Jam, though. I didn't watch, I didn't see Space Jam. I've never <clears throat> had a connection with Space Jam. But I feel like I, I, I watched all those cartoon, those Looney Tunes. It was on know, Nickelodeon the, also, remember? Yeah. And the jokes that we didn't understand, like all of those um, like old celebrities, you know, in like a at a restaurant or like at a bar where it's like an old gangster character or it's like, um, you know, Jimmy Durante or it's. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, like ah, you, you dirty rat, you know, <laughs> like I don't know. I didn't know who any of those people were, but they were all these cartoons from like the 40s. That we were still watching. I still watched um, uh, the Three Stooges sometimes. And like, what is that gang of kids with like buckwheat? Uh, little Rascals. Yeah, I watched some like Little Rascals. I was watching stuff from like the fucking 30s, I guess, somehow. I mean, a lot of those references, if, if your kids were watching these days, they wouldn't get those references. Yeah. They'd like, even at the end when it's pig, the pig, the pig 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 guy who's like ibbity, ibbity, ibbity. I don't think they know who that is porky pig look they had a long they run they had a long run yeah now yeah. there's just too many ways of getting entertainment who even or owns even them now does Disney finally own them probably wouldn't it be Warner Brothers oh yeah so they're still Warner Brothers you're right yeah, it's it's <laughs> that makes sense. I just in my mind, every Disney's own owns everything. They've gotten their hands on it all by this point. Mm -hmm. Well, who owns Warner Brothers? Does Disney secretly own Warner? Brothers? <laughs> Not yet. It's like it's like the it's like the um, eyeglass company that actually owns all of those like Burberry, Coach, Chanel, Lens Crafters, Vision Works, like all of those uh, Sunglass Hut. It, it all comes out of the same factory. It's called like Ionex or something is the company's name. Which isn't surprising. That goes, it's the no. same for many things. If you look up all the companies that Amazon owns, you're like, whoa. Yeah. I had no clue. I think Zappos getting... is one of those. The what? Zappos is one of those. Buy your shoes online. They were the first ones to do it correctly and right and well. You ever buy Zappos shoes? Okay. Anyway. I know that this customer service is really good with Zappos. Well, that was the thing. It was easy to return because you buy yeah. the shoes. So if you're buying shoes online, you know, if they fit, returning is a big deal. We made it easy. There's only five no. studios left, like big ones. There's plenty of little studios. But Universal Paramount, which is owned by CBS at this point. Universal, okay. I think, is Comcast. <laughs> Warner Brothers. Warner Bro No, it's Warner. I don't know if Warner Brothers is owned by a bigger entity. Look it up quickly. Yeah, Jeff Be Bezos owns all of them. Warner Brothers. He's like secretly running all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still, I'm for the sake of this and not wasting too much time, I think they're still on their own. And then Walt Disney, okay. which owns absolutely everything, and Columbia, which I'll do it quick. What about TriStar? <laughs> what happened that to that unicorn? Or whatever it was. <laughs> I mean, think of Miramax. I, I feel Touchstone. Like Miramax films, there was a certain tone and feel to them that I liked. And then that's what turned out to be Harvey Weinstein's fucking company eventually. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, great. So anytime, like I had, I liked the city outline of Miramax when it would pop up mm-hmm. on screen and now you can't enjoy it at all because it's tied to that fucking scumbag. <laughs> yeah. That one's been ruined. Tristar's still around, I, I think. It? I thought it went, I thought it went away. Sony owns Columbia, so that makes sense. It's weird that Comcast owns something like that. That's a cable company, right? So TriStar is part of Sony now. It is. It still exists. Uh, yes, Comcast okay. is a cable company. Cable. Um, Could you imagine like when cable first came about that you'd be like, yeah, one day a cable company is going to own a, a, a studio. They own NBC. I think they own. Isn't that a conflict of interest? Shouldn't they be their own entity? There used to be. I mean, it was strange to think about NBC used to be owned by RCA at first. And then it was GE, which really had nothing to do. GE had their name on Rockefeller Center. And then Comcast bought it. Which people, it's so strange when that change happens. People are rebelling against it, putting up a fight, protesting. It's still one giant corporation, a corporate entity that sold yeah. it to another. And somehow you're becoming uh, attached to, to GE. Sentimental because the GE has always been up on that building. It's still General Electric that they did, yeah. did fall off. Uh, Comcast. I understand what you're saying, though. It's, it's strange that they were able to become like- so big. Yeah, it's weird that uh, to me, it seems like you should if you own something like Coke, right, you should start a whole other company behind like outside of Coke. And buy TriStar Pictures, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like as Coke should not own it. I kind of feel the same way about these stadiums. I feel like these stadium names are really annoying. That's just licensing all the time. They don't own it. They just license it. So the owners make money off of it. Okay, well, well I wish the stadiums stadium. were named like, ac- you know, actual names that are kind of interesting and not like, you know. Not enough money. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's very expensive. T-Mobile Stadium. It's very expensive to run a sports team, which I guess it is. But the amount of money that comes in. Yeah. It's like, shut up. Yeah. But you want more money if you're running a business, Autumn. Bic Pens, the stadium. <laughs> you know, if the Braves hadn't had their stadium called Turner Field. Maybe they wouldn't have moved to moved to the suburbs. So no, I, I like that it's called Turner Field. It's, it's a person. Yeah, it's a person who was important to the history of the team. Yes. So let's call it that. Now you have Don't truest. call it fucking SunTrust Truist BBG Field. Shut up. Comcast owns Gatorade. DreamWorks. Gatorade, the field. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least that's a tie-in. Yeah, at least that's a tie-in. That yeah. makes more sense. Starbucks, the soccer ball. Comcast owns DreamWorks, like. too. That's what it feels like to me. Does that, does that upset you? What is it? DreamWorks. What Dream, about it? Comcast owns them. Yeah, to me, DreamWorks is owned by um, uh, Richie Cunningham, the that director from uh, <laughs> Happy Days. What's his name? <laughs> DreamWorks, to me, in my mind, was always a bunch of people who... Or like the Happy poor days. Ron Howard, sorry. The poor like man, Pixar. They wanted to be in Pixar and they were told they weren't good enough. And then they went to DreamWorks. I think that did happen. Did you watch that Pixar documentary? No. Like when Pixar was sort of uh, getting weird for a minute, I think a lot of people moved to 
that did did Ron Howard own that DreamWorks for a while? Owned by yes. Mr. Howard and producer Brian Grazer. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I always think of when I see that. I always think of him being um uh on the Andy Griffith show and he climbed up on the moon and he started fishing. Christopher Lloyd. What was the one? One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yes. Yeah. Where he uh to prepare for that role, he lived in a psychiatric hospital apparently for a few weeks. Uh, oh. which fine if you want to get into the mindset, mm. but I hear, uh, I hear there was some method acted going on and he wouldn't break character on set, which that's annoying. That is annoying. That's a, that's a point. He was young. Yeah, he was young. I'm sure he broke character on the Adams family. You know what I mean? He wasn't uncle fester the entire time. It's, it's really is how you treat other people. If you're making other people's lives harder by doing that, fuck yeah. you. If you're just doing it, and you're not bothering others, then whatever you need to do. But I think of, um, what's his name? 30 Seconds to Mars, Jared Leto, idiot. Yeah. Uh, when he does his method acting, like other people are put out by this. Right, he's like setting people's pants on fire or something. Yeah, you know, or I'm a blind guy, so he needs to have people walk him around yeah. and lead him to places and help him with things he doesn't actually need help with. How about try acting? Uh, that's uh, one of the arguments. Yeah. Um, this is called acting. This isn't called doing. There, Ooh, there, do you kind of hate it? Like walkie talkie movie acting? No, I guess not. No, right, never mind. no, it doesn't fit at all. Brian, Brian Cox. He's, he's an actor who can just snap into it and snap out. He's had comments that I've seen about uh, method actors. He's like, I don't understand it. He's like, you do the scene. You're the character scenes done. Call cut. I'm myself. Then I can get back into it. Yeah, that doesn't that make sense? It makes You're sense to me. Character. It makes sense to me. Yeah, but I'm not an actor, and I guess if you're I playing like Brian Cox, if you're I playing, forgot, I didn't really know that that was his name. I just know that actor. <laughs> if you're playing a demanding role, maybe, maybe it's easier to stay in it. I have no clue, but I was he in? Sorry. What, do you want to do another show about Brian Cox? Okay. Yeah, we was can, he in Annie? I don't know. I think Is so. That him? I loved Annie. Okay, so let's play your game now. Oh, I don't think he was in Annie. I think that was someone else. Punjab! <laughs> let's play your game. Okay, let's go. Christopher Lloyd movies. You said One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And you can't do Back to the Future 1, 2, or 3. I think you should just say Back, Back to the Future, and that's one episode. Like, that's one. Okay. All right, so did you start or did I start? And are we doing Dennis the Menace? That's already out. All right, Dennis the Menace is out. Okay. All right. Adam's family. Uh, what was he in just recently with Saul? Oh. Nobody. Which, which Is that good? Fun. Did you watch that? Nobody's fun. It's a lot like John Wick in a way. Where okay. There's I a small, is, that the, is that the screen, the, the picture where he's like getting punched in the face? Yeah. Okay. He's got a past life. Uh, a small event triggers him and brings him back to the past life. Well, in John Wick, I guess the killing of your dog isn't a small event. That's pretty sad. Your puppy gets killed. But something pulls him back in, and then Christopher Lloyd's his dad, and at some point he goes for him to talk to him for a little bit of help. And I really like uh, the appearance of okay. that movie. It's fun. It's a fun watch overall, too. It's fast. It's a, not one of these drawn-out two-and-a-half-hour movies. All right, I'll check it out. All right, he was in um, Taxi. Did you ever watch him in Taxi? That's on a movie. Oh, uh, it doesn't count? 
Well, I, I thought you said movies, but sure, Taxi. I didn't really watch Taxi, which I guess. You might like it a lot. I, I think it's I like would. old New York. Well, it's a sitcom, so how much is it set? I know I understand that it's set in old New York, but you're, it's all done on a set in L.A. probably. It is, but it's also um, like looks gritty because it's from the 70s. Maybe they filmed it here on a set. They used to do. I doubt it. <laughs> I'm sure it was in L.A. Well, they used to do sitcoms in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just holding out hope. And also, uh, what, Andy Kaufman was in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm surprised that yeah, I fell I in love. I was I love Latka. Okay, so that counts. Okay. Uh, he was in Clue, right? Yes, he was in Clue. He was uh, always hitting on what's her name in Green, and she and she was really annoyed by him. <laughs> he was a therapist. He had sex with his patient or something. And that was his patient who came to the door. Da 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 da. I am your singing telegram. Yeah, you're into Clue a lot. I love Clue. It, it shocked me to find out that people didn't like Clue, that they don't understand it, and they thought it was dumb. And I was like, wow, love Clue. Clue was amazing. What do you think of the different endings that were released in different theaters? I thought that was an interesting thing to do. What a fun, different way of putting out a movie what if you went to see it a few other times though because you're trying to get the other ending and it was the same ending yeah i would have felt yeah, cheated have at that ask, point you have to like slip a 20 to the movie person like i wonder how you <laughs> knew before the internet when well you would the, just talk about it right wouldn't see what a fun little prank to play but no, right? I, yeah, I know you would talk about it but how would you know that you're going to see the proper one i don't think you would know i think that's the Okay, what else you got? Because I'm already running out of movies. Oh, he was in Mr. Mom. He was a, a <laughs> colleague of uh, Michael Keaton's. I'm trying to remember. I don't. It's not coming to mind. But I only saw Mr. Mom once. Oh, Mr. Mom is really good. And I get it confused with the one with uh, Hulk Hogan quite often. Mr. What is Nanny. That one? I think that was Mr. <laughs> Nanny. Like they, they get they're mixed in my mind. That makes sense. <laughs> so it's hard for me to keep them straight. Uh, do you have another one? I would have to watch again. Uh, I don't know if I do. He was in Star Trek The Search for Spock. He was really good in that one. Played a Klingon. I mean, he was in so much. This is, the, this is not doing justice to the man. Hmm. Because if you do look up his filmography, which I'm now going to pull up. Oh, okay. Uh, go ahead. Um. I don't even know the number, but you scroll through this and there's, there's a lot. Do you know, here's the thing that was interesting. You were talking about back to the future and out of his, out of all the movies, back to future three was his favorite. And while, <gasps> really, while most people would say yeah. that it was their least favorite, um, it was because he got to kiss Ted Danson's wife, Mary Steenbergen. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh huh. And apparently that was the only time in his career that he had a romantic interest on screen. He was what always about, this guy. What Debbie. What what year was this? Debbie, what was Debbie for? Adam's family? Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Debbie. Did they did they make out in that? She did uh, Did they kiss? I don't know if she actually kissed him. I think the thing I'm talking about is kissing. So maybe by saying uh, romantic okay. interest. I also could be wrong. 
but it was something that I came across. And maybe at the time that was the first time and there could have been more after it. So, so you he's know, excited to do it. Was, it to kiss. But he isn't really in a spot quite often where they write him. He's always playing a secondary, weirdo, strange character. Bad guy. Yeah, some he complex. Was in Anastasia. He's never he the lead. Rasputin. Did you like Anastasia? He, he was Rasputin. I didn't see it. Oh, really? Res- oh, man. Anastasia's a great non-Disney movie, like animated movie. I never, yeah, I didn't see it. So I can't speak mm. to it. I apologize for leaving you hanging on that one. I'm trying to think what else is he in. Or are you just trying think to think I've... if there's a spot where he was just a regular guy who had a woman who liked him? Doesn't no, come up. I doesn't really come up. It doesn't really come up that often. Uh, apparently, Back to the Future three. Well, he's That's... a character actor. A lot of, a lot of like character. Like, has Steve Buscemi ever had a love interest? Probably in not. And yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm I'm happy to watch movies that don't fall into that category. Right. Where it's a a tale of romance driving a person, inspiring them to do great things. I uh, that can be done without trying to impress another person mm-hmm. uh, but back to the future three yes he got to to kiss mary and that meant a lot to him although he he was he almost didn't apparently when he first got this script for back to the future he had agreed to do a play that he was excited about mm-hmm. and he didn't even read the script and he threw it threw it to the side and somebody said hey you know at least read it and he thought to himself, yeah, if, if someone's interested in me, the least I can do is have the courtesy to read it. So <laughs> yeah. it, it's always easy to say in hindsight, that wouldn't have been the same without that person. Sure, it wouldn't have been the same without the person, but you don't know what it would have been. Um, I did hear that through the grapevine, and by here I mean I read somewhere, like John Lithgow was in the running for Doc, John Candy. I think Danny- John Lithgow makes sense. John Candy, no. Yeah, John Candy's tough. Danny DeVito, I don't think so. That wouldn't have worked. Though. Uh, and, and Marty being taller than than Danny, <laughs> than Doc. I, I like Danny a lot. I, don't, I, don't, I do too. I don't have but yeah, you're against. right. I just don't see I I can see him being eccentric. Yeah. But I don't know. If and he, like sort of like harried, you know, like, wow. <laughs> blah, blah. Yeah. And I think Robin, I speaking of that, Robin Williams was another person. Uh, that's he's he wouldn't. It would have been too much, too much of a yeah. scene stealer. You needed you needed uh, Doc to be eccentric, but still a scientist. Yeah, not someone. Look at me, look at me. Here I am. Like there's don't a, disparage the name of Robin Williams. I, I I'm not, but that that's what he brings. Yeah, I love it. Robin Williams. Um, and then uh, Gene Wilder. Apparently, I thought you would like that one. Oh, I love that, but he's too old back then. I feel old, like he'd be too old. How old was he in 85? Well, I think the thing was being old in 85 was okay because Christopher Lloyd had to wear prosthetics as the older doc in 85 because most of the movie was him yeah. being his not younger, but younger than 85 South self uh, 30 years prior in 1955. So that was actually what he looked like at the time. So right. yeah, to have Gene Wilder, they had made him look younger, which is harder than making. So he look- was yeah, he was born in thirty three, so three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So he was fifty. Uh, he was only fifty something. It may have worked. Yeah, it may have worked. Uh, yeah, it could have worked. But I feel like Gene Wilder has such a um, sometimes has that such a quietness to him 
and like calmness mm-hmm. that I don't. So it's the think. opposite of what we were yeah, just saying about some mm-hmm. of those other people. Yeah. See, and that's why you can say, wow, it wouldn't have been the same. Mm. Just like Marty when uh, Stoltz was in the running and they'd started shooting with him. <laughs> and it just wasn't, wasn't working. I'm glad that they, uh, they changed their mind. How do you feel, though, if you're him? Nah, you just. Well, what you go- he was kind of done at that point, right? The what? What happened to his career after that? Eric Stoltz. Oh, I thought he did other things. He probably did. I just, I don't follow so closely. So in my mind, you know, it was it. That was the yeah. end. Oh, yeah. He yeah, was, he was in he's, TV. Oh, he's fine. He did plenty yeah, he's of fine. other. He kept going. Oh, my God. He was in Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, that's right. See? Yeah. See? I just like he's to think. Fine. I like to think of people breaking and falling into <laughs> despair. Yeah, um, looking looking at his filmography, he was fine. Sorry, go ahead. Um, what's interesting about uh, actors now, it kind of sucks for people who are trying to get into the business as far as like voiceover work. But um, the last thing I noticed Christopher Lloyd doing was this show on PBS called like Cyber Chase, I think. It has, it also has, uh, oh, it had uh, um, Gilbert Gottfried as a voice also. What was it about? It was, you know, it's PBS, so it's like educational. So it was like, I don't know, like a computer. I didn't really watch it really i just would turn it on the kids would sometimes watch it when we were watching more pbs and i don't know something about like it was a bet he was a bit he played a bad guy um gilbert played like a little thing that was also like a henchman or something and then it's something like hacking computers or you know like kid characters had to solve something it's (laughs) okay (laughs) anyway but i like I think it's cool. I, like I said, I, it sucks for actors who are trying to get in, but um, it's neat to watch all of these animated shows that have these actors. So you're listening to it and, you're, and I'm like, hey, that's Eric Stone Street, <laughs> you know, or hey, that's that famous person who that's that person who keeps faceless voice actors from getting work. Well, it's funny. So the guy that plays. uh um. Rick? No, Morty? Mm. Whatever the one is not the the kid. Like, oh boy. Oh, Morty. Right? Sure. Oh boy, Rick. I, I have feelings about that show and I don't like it. But. So he was, you know, he was uh, playing some other time traveling character in some totally unrelated show that my kids are watching. I'm like, hey, is that Morty? <laughs> you know? And Travis was around. He was like, ah, it's just some other character. But he has the same. He has the same exact voice. He didn't change the voice at all. <laughs> I find that show to be blasphemous. Why? Uh, who's the the asshole creator? Not Dan Harmon, the other guy. I thought it, I was going to say Dan Harmon, but I don't, I, yeah. There was another guy, and when yeah. he was talking about the show, his reasoning for wanting to do is, I just wanted Doc and Marty to fuck. I wanted a show where Doc and Marty oh. would fuck, and he thought he was like really clever and funny and. Uh, shocking with it and I thought it was pretty hack and dumb yes we've questioned the relationship I thought it was nice there was a like I've had friends who are much older than me there's an yeah. interesting people that you you can learn things from and share ideas with maybe you, you teach them a few things since they're getting old and decrepit. who is Dan Harmon Dan Harmon is one of the creators it's just Justin Roiland yeah, yes that guy oh okay 
and I can't even commit his name to memory. And that That's was fine. His name is Royland. That was the, uh, the the pitch for the show. And then of course he had to pull it back a bit, and he was never going to get the rights to do it. And you know, now they have this show, which maybe is good, maybe it's funny. I did uh, just to tie it into Christopher Lloyd. I I read that he wanted to play. Uh, oh yeah, Rick's he was- dad. Yeah. Oh. oh, Rick's dad. Well, because the the show's already set with its voice actors, he would like to do an episode where he comes in and it's Rick's dad or something. Oh, okay. But no, yeah, this I, person, I'm sure he just said that right to just be provocative. Yeah, then fine. But I Which think is it's also cheap. lame. Yes. Yeah. Whatever the reasons. So I've never watched an episode, and I I, I tried to get into it. I could not. Good. Yeah. <laughs> as far as my feelings on it go. Good. I'm glad that you were unable to get into that show. One less viewer for them. Also, um, BoJack Horseman, I tried to get into and I could not. I, didn't, I I never even tried. People talked about like how meaningful it was to them. They would be. I remember there were like some TikToks at the season finale or around, like people were crying or something. I was like, this is having some effect. And I know that people that I respect their sense of humor liked it so i was like oh all right from what i know it's, I a th- it's a thoughtful insightful show yeah i don't know it's still a horse though with that like a person the horse head i know but like we watched i you know i'm crying at zeros and ones when i watch toy story four i understand we've well, already toy story three really we've already established oh, this if you can create a scenario that it makes it easy enough to insert yourself yeah. Then it doesn't matter what you're seeing on screen, and I, you know, it's probably what happened with BoJack Horseman. I have nothing against that one. I just haven't watched it. If Christopher Lloyd was in it, maybe it would be better. Maybe it would have lured me in Christopher Lloyd. He is getting old, and that's what worries me a bit. <sighs> that yeah. The hands of time are going to snatch him from us. Well, I guess when you get older, you can just go into voice acting. You can just like chill. I, yeah, I think he's still doing stuff. And when you get old, I think. Maybe get tired too, but he's still doing plenty. He was born in thirty-eight. It does feel as though yeah. What is he? Eighty-three? Does it put him at eighty? No. Three, four, five, six, seven. No, no. If he was born, what do you say? Thirty-eight. Yes. Oh yeah. So maybe he's eighty-four. This is not hard to figure out. Eighty-three. It's very easy to. I was about to say ninety. I was like, (laughs) wait, no, no. (laughs) It's not hard to. I can't do math. To look up. I, th- I always think of acting. If it's something you enjoy doing, like that, obviously if you're an actor and you've got success, I would, ha- I would hope it's fun and something you like. And yeah. as you get older, you would want to continue to do it. I think letting go of something like that's hard. It's like, okay, my, my days are done. I'm finished. Absolutely. I, that's how I feel about retiring. Well, most I people mean, are like happy I- to retire because they hate their jobs. Right. But yeah, that's true. But also, you know, now what what are you gonna do now people who retire are not like traveling and taking trips and like you know they're they they're used to their little chair and they're used to their pillows and so like they don't want to have any discomfort because they have a bad hip you know once you retire you know it's like keep working make some money don't maybe you don't have to work you know the way that you were before like nine to five rushing doing blah 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 but you could just you know don't be a Walmart greeter, but just do something else. Well, it's like my like. dad. He's still he retired, but he still goes and paints friends' houses. It's like, please give me something to do. He's constantly staying busy. But at some point, 
your body breaks down enough, you can't do all that anymore. Then you yeah. have to have a nice pillow and a nice, nice chair. Or you just keep you, your body doesn't do that because you're continuing to move the body and it's staying, you know, you're saying I should stretch, huh? That's what you're saying. I should stretch. I am. Yes. This, this whole episode, I was waiting to get to this point. This whole show, the whole podcast at all. I've just been waiting for us to get right here where I could give you a come to Jesus about moving your body and stretching it. I need to stretch. Well. You really do. The, uh, you can't sit down. You can't sit down on the floor. I can sit down on the floor. I can't cross my legs like uh, weird crisscross Cross. applesauce or whatever it's called you, these you days. You need to be able to do that. And I can't touch my toes. Also. It, it, it hurts. Take much it time hurts to, to stretch. There. No, I was trying to stretch. I did it for two days in a row. It was too much. It's not comfortable. You're it's not fun. You need to, you need like PT. You need physical therapy. My retirement's, I'm going to be glued to the chair. The lazy boy. You're going to be stiff as, just a stiff corpse that's still alive. Rigor mortis. That's what they're going to call you. Oh, they're it's too much like Morty. Yeah, it's too much like. like what's his name, Morty? Too much like the name of that show. All right, that'll that that inspires me to get moving. So I don't have any connection to that. There you go. That I'm blasted you Rig and cartoon. Morty. <laughs> All right, we got to end it because I got to go. Thanks, everybody. I wish we had talked more about Christopher Lloyd. We got sort of off on tangents, but I think we did okay. Um, please like and subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends, listen to the show, download the show, all of that jazz. If you want to support our sponsor, you can go to hoffandpepper.com. Use our code ONETOPIC15 to get some uh, locally made in Chattanooga hot sauce. It's really delicious. Made by my friend, Michelle. Oh. Yes. Thanks so for the full disclosure. Well, I'm just proud of it. So. I know you're proud. It's also nice to <laughs> yeah. disclose. Disclose the fact that it's your friend. Absolute. Disclose. Disclose she's my friend. All right. Love you guys. Bye.